film friends, friends of film, and everyone in between. Welcome to the Film Folklore Podcast. I am Jed Props, and I am joined today by Chris A.D. Hello. And, of course, our collective better half, producer Justin Sound. Hi. Joe and Zoe are not with us today. Um, we got a report that Joe was recently at the Pyramid of Giza with Amanda Hug and Kiss. Hmm. Um, Zoe, though. Uh, Chris, where's Zoe? Oh, she's hang gliding. Oh. Yeah. She did mention she was taking that up soon. She's doing it. Yeah. She's going to work for Red Bull as a hang glider. Extreme well, hang glider. Luckily, there's some natural cliffs near here, so um, she at least has a launching point. In this river delta, there's a lot of places to do it. <laughs> <Yes>. It's true. <laughs> um, over by the bluffs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So The apartments? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, where I buy my weed. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Four stories high. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we have a very special holiday episode. This is our first um attempt at a holiday episode uh so merry christmas everyone uh listening uh we hope uh you're all traveling safely and all that um so being that this is our first holiday episode and trying to think of something fun to do uh get you several holiday treats um have you ever heard of a game called two truths one lie yeah yes well, I had not heard of it until recently, but apparently we've been playing it accidentally with Find the Fake Movie Title. So um, uh, so that is uh, all to say that we're going to do a Find the Fake Movie Title. Um, so for this one, uh, I'm going to uh, ask you all, um, you got to find the fake Christmas movie. Um, so uh, and no cheating, of course. Um, so I'm going to give you three titles and just tell me which one is a fake and then we'll talk about plots okay so the first one is called a dickens of a holiday okay the second one is called santa jaws wow and the third one is called krampus in kansas okay um your thoughts i mean fucking a please tell me people didn't really make a, a christmas movie about a shark <laughs> did they there's a shark movie for everything there's gotta be a christmas one right if not we need I, to make we it. need to make it because there's money there i feel yep. like but okay oh god okay so your thoughts guesses i mean not that i want the shark movie to happen but i feel like it's it's i mean that's it's gotta be real but i don't know I mean the the Krampus in Kansas. Yeah. It's a little specific. There's it, a lot of Krampus movies. It is, but it like I I would love it if that was actually a real thing directed by Warner Herzog. And <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Kansas specifically that Well, it doesn't matter. Just the uh, alliteration with with Krampus in Kansas, you know, and he'd be like, yeah. It's the Krampus. Cuz the Krampus was a whole German thing. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. I wish I could do a good Werner Herzog voice. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> um, we will find the grittiness of Kansas <laughs> and Krampus. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Yeah. The Krampus comes on only the one night and murders the children. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, so what are y'all leaning towards? Um, uh, the Krampus one? I am saying Santa Jaws, but I mean, I know I'm going to be dis- disappointed, but I'm doing it 
maybe out of spite. Let's just call it that. <laughs> All right. What was the first one again? A Dickens of a Holiday. Yeah, it's got to be referring to Charles Dickens. Right, got to be, right? Um, so I'm going to say the Kansas one. Okay. Krampus in Kansas. So the answer is Krampus in Kansas. Nice. Um, Chris, I'm surprised you didn't recognize uh, A Dickens of a Holiday because you're a um, little in fact about Chris. He's an avid Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movie fan. That cry, cry every day. Just watch him. Uh, I'll remind you of the plot. To make the 100th anniversary of her hometown's Victorian festival a success, Cassie invites action movie star and former high school classmate Jake to play in A Christmas Carol. But, yeah. To, oh, well, I've seen it nine yeah. times today. Uh, I think you got nine boners right now just thinking about it. I have nine Wait, what, was, them. what was Jake in before, <laughs> before he 16 came candles. back to do the Christmas I, I would love to know what... Yeah, Jake was, uh, uh, was the Jake. rapey older boyfriend. <laughs> no, it was Jake Ryan. Yeah. That is something about uh, 16 Candles is that uh, going back and watching as an, as an adult now, I'm like, this movie is a lot rapier than I recall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sure. It's a little... Anyway. Um, Santa Jaws, trying to survive his family Christmas... Cody makes a wish to be alone, which ends up backfiring when a shark manifests and kills his entire family. <laughs> that is not where I thought that was going. We are going to, it'll be on the website when this episode gets up, but um, there's an image that I'll just describe where imagine the shark fin approaching you in the water and it has a Santa hat on the fin. This is f fucking real. This is a real thing. Jesus. <laughs> And okay. oh, oh, it's gonna get better. Guess where it was filmed? I mean, Lake Pontchartrain here, Mandeville, yeah, on the North Shore, Lake Pontchartrain. Here's an image of the artwork for you to I look at. I actually did. love the artwork, it's, yeah. very, it's very minimalist. Oh my god, that's just fucking crazy. <laughs> um, so we'll we'll post all of that so everyone can see what we're talking about. Um, so, uh, yay for Christmas. Um, let's uh, get into some holiday fun. Uh, so, um, being in the um, uh, holiday spirit, um, we're going to be talking about Easter eggs, but I'm going to call them stocking stuffers. Nice. Yeah. I can thank uh, um, Don for that. Shout out to Don, my friend. Um, but um, it's the holidays here in the U.S., and uh, we wanted to bring you a special holiday-themed episode. So... I'm going to present this to y'all like a trivia quiz of sorts, and I'll keep a score for whatever bullshit bragging rights you want. Um, and um, I don't know, maybe there's a prize. So anywho, uh, so basically it's first correct answer gets the point. And keep in mind that these are stocking stuffers, patent pending, uh, trademark, whatever. Um, so... There's 11 total things that we're going to talk about, and each one is uh, involving something of an Easter egg-related uh, thing. Um, and these should be all movies that you have very likely seen in your life. Okay, so are you ready? I, I hope so. What do we win? Um, you win, let's see, uh, you win um, 2,000 friendship points, 3,000 respect points, and uh, a gift coupon to um, Chuck E. Cheese. Great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll take it. I was hoping you'd just say money, but whatever. I mean, you can uh, trade it in. I believe um, 
the coupon has the cash value of one one thousandth of a cent. So if we do this nine hundred ninety nice. more times, you have the potential to get a penny. P A pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, nice. AKA P A pay. Yeah. Just like Chuck E. Cheese, those tickets rack up. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. Oh, I didn't mention the gift coupon is good for one gift coupon. You trade it in for another gift coupon. That's good. <laughs> Wait, real quick note, side note on Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. So I did go to Chuck E. Cheese a year ago for a birthday party. It was for uh, my better half's nephew. And I forgot that Chuck E. Cheese, he's just a rat. And it's just sort of like, here, here's some rat pizza where everything's dirty. <laughs> Wait, her, her nephew's what, 42 now? 42. Yeah. <laughs> um. Good, good guy. Good guy. <laughs> loves, loves, Chuck loves cheese. dirty rat pizza, you know, where everything's dirty. Yeah. Um, good. Uh, since we're on the subject of Chuck E. Cheese, I think it was my fifth birthday party was at a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And I was told I was too big for the ball pit at age five. I cried at Chuck E. Cheese. That's I still have this horrible memory. I cried and then I took a dump in that ball pit. <laughs> and that's when I took a dump in the ball pit. Joke's on you, suckers. Yeah. Um, Me and the nine other kids that did, that yeah. did it. That one kid's been very still in the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did work at a water park where a kid uh, took a dump in the kiddie pool inside of like a concrete nice. tube thing. Yeah. And I kept like, going to check on him because he'd been in there for a while and each time i'd i'd go in i'd kind of like lean my head i'd see him with this like mischievous smile and i'd be like i don't know something about that kid he's up to no good that's not but i'm a 16 year old at the time so i I couldn't really process more than that until suddenly there's like you know a la what is a caddyshack there's a floater in the pool um the aqua dump (laughs) yep the old snickers bar the old snickers bar um there's a great uh chappelle uh show where he gives a little insight to the background of the fake poo that was supposed to be laid by the homeless guy. But uh, he said that uh, if you went and looked, there's a prop guy with a hair dryer that's melting uh, like the Snickers bar or whatever. But he also got some of the candy bar on his hand and he's just like with licking his lips. Going, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, that's, that's funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, let's get into our holiday um, Christmas tri- trivia quiz. I should have come up with a name for this. Uh, you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, remember, first one to answer correctly, and uh, we'll attempt to not have too much dead air. So the first one is thinking about a Christmas story. What did the Mythbusters team test out to see if it is plausible to have this accident or not? Okay. Shoot, shoot your eye out with BB gun. Like, it's a good guess. That's not it, though. <laughs> but that is a good guess. <laughs> you are test that. You are, you are thinking on the right track. All right. Mm, oh, have your tongue get stuck to the pole. That's that the is correct. Yeah. And cheese rat pizza. <laughs> cheese rat pizza. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be on the toilet tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be on the toilet. Anyway. <laughs> True. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, getting your stu- uh, tongue stuck on a pole, uh, and they proved it was definitely possible. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Mythbusters, great show. Uh, shout out to those people. Um, and, uh, and also, was it, is it Graham Imahar that passed? Um, I think it was. Yeah. 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 RIP, because uh, he seemed like a good guy. Um, bring him down the room now to bring it back up. All right. So, uh, moving on to our next thing. 
staying with the Christmas story, what stimulant was given to the character Ralphie during his BB gun daydream where he saves his family? Whoa. Yes. Yes. What was the correct response to that? <laughs> one, one more time. One more time. Yeah, because I, I said, whoa, when I read this. Um, what stimulant was given to the character Ralphie in A Christmas Story during his BB gun daydream where he saves his family? Man. I mean, I'm just going to say that they gave him like meth, <laughs> like some form of meth. You know what I mean? I mean, was it coffee? Uh, no, mm-hmm. you're more on the right track with coffee though than meth. Stimulant. I'm just saying, I mean, like Adderall is basically meth and we give that to kids all the time. Yeah, maybe um, uh, I'll give you all a clue. Um, because he's supposed to be a cowboy type character with his BB gun saving his family, oh, what would he dip? Right. I'll, I'll, give, like, I'll give it to chewing you. Chewing, chewing tobacco. tobacco. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to answer this with a quote from Peter Billingsley who played Ralphie. Well, they totally screwed up. The scene says he's dressed as a sheriff. So you put the costume on. And a line in the script says he's chewing tobacco. So sure enough, the prop man who's responsible for that, anything the actor touches is the prop man's department. He comes up to me and he's got this pouch and it says Red Man on it. And he flips it open. I swear to God, I don't know the difference. I said, what do I do with this? He says, here. Jam it down in here, he says. Don't swallow, just spit, end quote. Wow. As a prop person, I don't care what the year was. <laughs> the idea that someone thought that was an okay idea to give a child chewing tobacco <laughs> is absolutely insane to me. It was probably so much stronger back then, too. <laughs> and so he got sick. Uh, yeah. Scene, uh, shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, that is one of the more, uh, crazier things, uh, that I read when I was putting this together for y'all, but, um, all right. So we're tied right now. Um, moving on to the next one. This one is a true or false. The hotline joke, 1-800-SPANK-ME in the Santa Claus is a real phone number. True. And Chris, you get a point. All right. So um, there's just there's enough perverts in the world that, yes, that makes sense. Well, and this is not going to shock you when I say that. Don't look at my phone call history. <laughs> it's from the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. The Tim Allen. The, the Tim Allen yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, vehicle. Yeah. Right. Um, vehicle. <laughs> uh, the Santa Claus joke involving 1-800-SPANK-ME caused massive problems for parents when kids discovered it connected them to an actual phone sex hotline. Nice. Some viewers who dialed the number reportedly racked up hundreds of dollars in phone bills. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, some, why some, would you not try that? Some parents of viewers. Someone gets an F for not researching that properly. Um, it's a Christmas miracle. We, That's a writer thing, right? I mean, not it. Maybe. I mean, yeah, in the script, but yeah, there's uh, your clearance department. Um, that's a group yeah, to get yeah. in here at some point right, because right, right. that's a they'll go through and make that's sure an entire soapbox episode if we got clearances everything. in here yeah um but yeah uh your script goes through a clearance process where everything gets kind of vetted so like a uh, address has to be vetted uh, names yeah. have to be vetted all yeah. these things and so they'll come back with these clearance reports 
And script clearance is a little bit different from clearances in general in a show. Um, but anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, so yeah, somebody didn't do their research and uh, that made it all the way to uh, picture. And then we know um, our uh, uh, my local union's uh, business agent, Corey, um, uh, if we get him in here one day, he can tell the story himself. But I'm trying to remember the movie. It might have been Olympus Has Fallen that they needed a number last second and Corey's number somehow got in there and made it to picture and he had to change his phone number, which to me is hilarious. Like who's watching Olympus Has Fallen and going, I, I need to dial that number. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, I'll, I'll get him at some point to tell that story. Um, all right. So moving on. The next one is, what is the original color of the Grinch? in the Dr. Seuss book. Red. Nope. <laughs> in, in the book. It's a trick question. I'll start dropping hints. Yellow. We, we can't have dead air too much. Um, the flaw in my plan on this. Yellow? Uh, no, or, that's incorrect. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. Green? Uh, also, no. <laughs> Let's um, just name the whole rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I was to say the absence of color. Uh, black? Black. Black and white. I'll give it to you, Chris. Uh, that's yeah. a point for you. Um, there was no color to the original. And I don't it feel was a like black and white. Uh, I was just a, uh, okay. Uh, I really don't feel like any, either one of us should have gotten that. Yeah. But I'll take that goddamn point. Chuck Jones was the one, um, a famous Chuck Jones of Looney Tunes world. Uh, he had the idea to make him green for the 1966 animated feature. Um, and that is how he became the iconic Grinch that we know today. Um, fun trivia side note, when I was putting this together, I also learned that Jim Carrey as the Grinch, the makeup was incredibly time consuming. It took something ungodly, like upwards of eight hours to get him in full makeup. And apparently he hired a former CIA torture specialist to basically give him a rundown on how to better handle torture as a method to deal with the long time in the chair of getting makeup applied. Mm -hmm. um, that was just a random crazy tidbit. I mean, it, it does sound awful. It does sound awful. I, mm -hmm. I would just, I feel like I would just sleep. Like, isn't that what you typically would do? Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I mean, we'll, we'll get some hair and makeup people I in here. I fall asleep as soon as I get in the barber's chair. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's three minutes in, I'm, I'm out. Uh, if anyone with I kids will understand, my head if you put me up. in any idle position, I will go to sleep because that's what it is, having kids. Yeah. Um, love them. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so moving along. Uh, Chris has an early lead. Um, so... The popularity of Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, releasing, caused a lot of families to go to the famous Plaza Hotel in New York to stay in the suite that Kevin was in. In today money, how much is one night for Kevin's room, suite 411? Closest to the number is, we'll get the point. $2,500. I'm going to give it to Chris. It's $2,400. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I would I would have been I would have been way off. I would have uh, gone up. I would have gone way up. Yeah. 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 You yeah. you would have gone or would you go prices the right? Worst the prices right. Yeah, I was going to say $1. I'm pretty bad at I would at have said too. like 10 grand. I have yeah. no concept of how much that kind of thing costs. My my uh uh the thing I always would 
because I love prices, right? Especially as a kid. But when you, you would have people making their bids uh, yeah. and you have somebody that will be like, um, uh, they'll do the $1 trick. And then like the person next to them will go $2. And you're like, oh, what a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a dick move. Yeah. <laughs> like he already did the dollar route. Let the person have it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, a dollar one cent. <laughs> <laughs> and get your pet spader nude. <laughs> um, so, uh, in uh in what was this 1992 uh that was $1100 for that suite it's now 2400 in today money um and uh just like the family in home alone clearly a universal thing that families can go to <laughs> to enjoy is a trip to new york and then for $2400 to stay one night to um in be where uh uh kevin was yeah I wonder if that that price will go up. Uh, he just got a uh, Hollywood star, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. yeah, good for him. Yeah. So I wonder if that hotel price will, you know, go up. Star power, baby. There you go. Yeah. Can they make another Home Alone, but it's now aged Kevin <laughs> that has been forgotten yet again somehow? <laughs> Um, I think he's now actually one of the bad guys and he's breaking into people's he's homes. One of the, he's one of the wet bandits. He goes back to break into his childhood home and some rich cunts are living there now. And he's I to, want the B story of how Kevin's decline <laughs> took him to a burglar. You just open up on him and he's smoking a cig in a bar. No, he's just calls knocking up, back a shot. Calls up Marv and uh, what's, his, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, shit. Hey, y'all got any work? He comes, yeah, he <laughs> becomes a wet bandit. Yeah, that'd be great. He gets a gold tooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They go break into uh, what Buzz's house, the, uh, the annoying brother. <laughs> the annoying brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That prick, you know? <laughs> Although, amazing casting job because that, yeah. that poor kid actor looked so perfectly like the dick brother that nobody wants to have he did so a plus casting yeah all right so moving along justin uh, uh you'll need to focus because uh chris is uh pulling ahead yeah all right so staying with the colkins which colkin brother has a small cameo in home alone and home alone 2 as kevin's cousin Kieran. Boom. Justin coming back quick. It's the only other Culkin I know. But I didn't well, you got even Rory. know his name. Oh, no. Yeah, I do know Rory. And there's the other ones. There's Kevin Haim. <laughs> there's there's, there's, there's uh, Macaulay, too. Um, uh, yeah, so. Um, Kevin Haim. Corey Haim. Sorry. Corey. <laughs> Which we were recording this on the same day as uh, uh, the uh, Super Mario Brothers recording. And... Um, we talk about the quarries in that and uh yeah um chris again a uh, huge fan of Corey Haim and Corey just Feldman. love him just love him if you tune into that episode uh you'll get to hear chris uh deep dive into everything he knows about him they're the best yeah so we want to tell you about teaser fest burlesque excellence immerse yourself in a world of allure at teaser fest a burlesque extravaganza in the heart of new orleans from january 18th to 21st seven showcases guys countless thrills from the timeless queen of the striptease at the orpheum theater with live jazz to the avant-garde vera tease featuring <laughs> acrobatics in the same iconic venue <laughs> <laughs> sorry i chuckled 
<laughs> I think it's supposed to say varieties. I, I think, yeah. <laughs> That's why uh, yeah, so we should probably do wait, that. What? On our, oh, yeah. oh. what did I say? <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? I would have. Cinema verities. Uh, I'm sorry. It's like the kid in class. You're reading out loud. <laughs> like, no, but I mean that's laughing at you. No, I feel like we should shame people more. I feel like it, it gets people on their toes. Uh, I see you into the varieties. Varieties. Zoolander School for yeah, varieties. Yes. <laughs> yeah, varieties. Varieties. Uh, <laughs> let me do uh, seven showcases. Countless thrills. From the tireless queen of the striptease at the Orpheum Theater with live jazz to the avant-garde Verities featuring acrobatics in the same iconic venue. Varieties. <laughs> varieties. 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 Somebody else do it. Somebody else do it. Hey, hey, man. You want to take a sip of this? Seven showcases, countless thrills from the timeless queen of the striptease at the Orpheum Theater with live jazz to the avant-garde. <laughs> You're not going to be able to get through it. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm going to Seven showcases. Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. All right, that wasn't me. Seven showcases, countless thrills from the timeless queen of the striptease at the Orpheum Theater with live jazz to the avant-garde varieties featuring acrobatics in the same iconic venue. It's at the Orpheum Theater, gang. Witness burlesque magnificence in this historic gem, a perfect backdrop for the extravagance of Teaser Fest. After Dark Adventures, explore edgy, one-of-a-kind acts that redefined late-night entertainment. Teaser Fest celebrates New Orleans culture with live music, crafted cocktails, and intimate performances. A festival like never before. Elevate your senses at Teaser Fest, promising enchantment, amazement, and a celebration of burlesque in all its forms. So get your tickets now. Visit teaserfest.com and secure your place at the hottest burlesque event of the year. Moving along to the next one. What did Emma Thompson wear in Love Actually to make her character more shapely? A um, corset? Mm, no, no. A bustier? No. I'll give you guys a hint. Oh. When, I, when I read this, I was very shocked because I, I'm like, it, it didn't seem to fit with the way I've seen her in the movie, I have a picture here I can show you all too, but it's like, if the idea was that Emma Thompson was anorexic in real life, then she had to put on a what to look normal. Fat suit? There you go. All right. <laughs> it was a fat suit. And now I'm going to show you all this picture. Oh, and was... you tell me if this is a fat suit on Emma Thompson or not. <laughs> that is insane that's weird i think fat suit is the wrong like language for whatever it is she was putting on because yeah. she looks completely normal there yeah she does um so um th- mm. all of that said um if you go looking that up you're also going to stumble into an entire uh hate world of people who are anti-fat suits and that's a conversation for another day uh what department is fat suit uh costumes is that right? Um, usually, like a like a, a pregger belly, like props has them, but generally costumes is usually the ones that that put them on. It's interesting. There are some 
I have done some projects where there's like it's been a discussion. You know, usually that, that's actually a good thing to bring up. Sometimes when there's things that could be a, considered a gray area, as long as the departments involved talk it out ahead of time, right. then it can be, you know, you figure out, well, okay, well, who's going to take it into their budget? Right. Who's going to do the thing? So it can easily be resolved. The problem we encounter a lot of times is departments don't talk to each other and then there's an issue. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, um, we had an episode on a show last year um, that uh, a woman had a fake belly on and mm-hmm. she was hiding things into it. And so for that, we're like, well, I guess it's props then because we're declaring it a fake belly that we're exposing it as a fake belly. And so then we just had to have the conversation with costumes to say, do you want us to do this? Since right. we probably need to like figure out how she's going to put things into this and stay in place and all that. And when you approach another department, and this is not throwing costumes under the bus, but when you approach a department and you basically say, I've already figured out an idea and also it's a chore for us, not you. Generally the other department's going to go, well, that sounds great. Good luck with that. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. But yeah. So apparently there was a fat suit. Mm -hmm. So moving on, Faison Love, the actor uh, who plays uh, the gimbal store manager in Elf, uh, very funny man, uh, he's wearing a name tag that reads Wanda, who was originally supposed to play the store manager. Wanda Sykes. There you go. Gotta be. And when Faison came on because she had to bow out the last second, so props had already made the name tags, and I guess her Wanda Sykes character was going to go by Wanda. And uh, Faison was like, no, 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 I'll just take that. <laughs> so that's how he ends up with a Wanda name tag. Um, that's funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It would have been good with Wanda Sykes, though. Yeah. It would have been great with mm-hmm. Wanda Sykes. There's a, because um, um, we, we've talked about possibly doing uh, an episode or episodes about it, but there's a whole world where um, actors uh uh, and, and also certain like crew above the line, they get attached to projects, but then maybe they ultimately bow out for some reason, or then it switches and becomes another person. Um, Jim Carrey was the original uh, person attached to be Elf. And there's another universe where, like, I, I can picture it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I love the Will Ferrell Elf, uh, but yeah, the Jim Carrey Elf, that, that's a, that would be an interesting one. All right, so now we're getting into some fun nostalgia. So, in the 2004 Robert Zemeckis Polar Express feature, the train engine has a unique component. What stocking stuffer, if you remember, uh, from another Zemeckis series can be seen as a component in the train's engine? I think I know this. Mm Mm-hmm. A flux capacitor. Boom! What, really? I mean, dude, it just like, I literally, I haven't even seen that movie, but I was like, Zemeckis? Yeah. It's got to be a fucking... Here is a picture. There you go, man. And I'm showing to Justin now. There you go. We'll post it so everyone else can see. And I hope people playing along at home are also keeping score and you're telling people in your car currently that uh, (laughs) they suck at their uh, trivia. And uh, yeah, let's move on. So... um, And yelling at me. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) You suck, (laughs) Uh, as long as we're causing uh, holiday arguing, um, because what Christmas would n- be without family arguing? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, the next one is in 
It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey accepts his life and shows appreciation at one point for the broken post on the staircase in his home. In Christmas Vacation, what tool does Clark Griswold use to fix his broken post on the staircase? Chainsaw. Chainsaw is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'll shut up and then you and then no, 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 give no, you no. first guess. Are no, you are you trying no. to handicap him like <laughs> went well into the game? Well, no. I just, or I, handicapping yourself. I'm like I'm like a know it all. Yeah, being annoying. <laughs> um I'm gonna I see because I would have said sledgehammer anyway. Because I I don't know. That is it's one been so that he uses a sledgehammer at some point, right? I think so. Um, no. He's got the chainsaw that he, he chops that. But, I mean, he beats lots of things. Yeah. 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 You know, and, yeah, this, a, a sledgehammer is not used on the staircase, but I do think that he does take out a wall or something. Like, I can't. It's been so long. Yeah. I, I'd like to watch that movie again. That, Christmas Vacation was awesome. No, that one's that one's every single. I watch that one every yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, because yeah. European Vacation, eh. Original Vacation, great. Yeah. Then Dude, Euro- was, Europeans actually pretty good. Is it? Okay, well, right, you you got to go back and watch those two, and they, then and then much much like the original like Star Wars, the first the original three great, and then don't anymore. Oh, you mean Vegas <laughs> Vacation? Yeah, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. Or nothing. I don't think I've ever really seen it all the way through. I have no interest. Well, I got I got another one for you. Apparently, they made a Christmas Vacation two colon Eddie's Island Adventure. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, it might have been a TV movie. Wow. Yeah, it was like a Comedy Central. Movie it or sounded awful when I was reading about it, but um, I, I, maybe I can pull up the synopsis here. But Randy Quaid, he's a crazy man. You know, he had his time in the sun, I guess. Um, but uh, I feel like the drunken crop duster in independence day is a little closer to his real personality. Maybe. Yeah. Like he is cousin Eddie. I think cousin Eddie is, that's who that guy is. And then his daughter, um, saying my daddy tells me I kiss the best. (laughs) That's a, a Jenna in uh, 30 rock. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it came out in 2003. Uh, it says a holiday to the South Pacific goes awry when cousin Eddie's family and a tour guide are shipwrecked on an Island. Perfect. Mm. Hilarity ensues. And I'm going to show you this picture. And that doesn't help it. No. The only billing on the poster is Randy Quaid. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, it's just very, the poster's just very National Lampoon esque. Yeah. Uh, a little known fact about National Lampoon a lot of times uh, they buy up a film and stick their name on it. They don't actually have anything to do with the production of it. Hmm. Um, I, I did a movie years ago called uh, Freshman Orientation, I think was the working title. And it was. I couldn't even remember what it released as, but um, it was basically like uh, two best friends that go to college. One of them is a closet homosexual, and then he comes out with his friend, and it's a love triangle, but somehow there's a comedy mixed in there. Okay. Um, Nothing funnier than coming out of the closet. uh, It's hilarious. uh, And I was uh, was a PA on it. Um, (laughs) And You make me sick. 
Um, All right. So moving on to our final piece, going back to Krampus. In the original Krampus movie, simply titled Krampus, not Krampus in Kansas. That's uh, the 12th edition. um, What real life infamous haunted house can be seen in an aerial shot? I'll give you a hint. It's not the Myrtle's Plantation. Uh, The thing from The Shining, that hotel? It's not that hotel. If I say a family was murdered in it and then another the family... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, but another family moved in and then pretended they were being haunted. Right, but I don't know the name of that house. <laughs> it's got a movie of the same title. Yep, I can picture it <laughs> in my mind. There's people screaming at their stereos right now. Yep. <laughs> it's, I believe, in Long Island. Strong Island. <laughs> Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know the name of it. Well, it's okay because this isn't going to change the overall scores. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's the Amityville Horror House. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amityville. You know, the famous uh, poster where Long the house Island? has, you know, the eyes. Looks like a, yeah. yeah. Creepy. Amityville? I think it's in Long Island. Am I wrong? I could be wrong. I don't have a lot of facts to back that up. I just kind of said it. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what? Write us in and tell us. <laughs> Even though I clearly show I have internet connection. All right, let's take a look here at uh, final scores. Uh, let me just do a little tally. Oh, we don't have to do that. And the winner is drum roll. Oh, it looks like it's Chris yes. with eight points. Just that doesn't seem right. In a close second <laughs> of a two-man race with two points. <laughs> Very close. Um, all right. So uh, uh, thank you guys for playing. Um, uh, so I didn't ask this question before, but um, has anyone worked on a Christmas project of any kind? I worked on, it wasn't a Christmas thing, but it was called Five Feet Apart. Are we naming names? Can I say that? Um, <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're going to say. <laughs> uh, I'm familiar with Five Feet Apart. I, I think it was supposed to be, um, I mean, it was supposed to be in winter. And so like it, but we filmed it in the summer. And so we had to, uh, there's supposed to be snow on the ground. So we had to go, we had some out outdoor shots and it was, the nightmare scenario of people in South Louisiana wearing coats during mm. the daytime during the summer, which is literally just dangerous. And um, there was no way to have snow on the ground that it wouldn't, you know, it's just impossible. It's right. so hot that it would just evaporate immediately. That's where the asbestos comes in. So <laughs> we all have asbestos cancer now. That's the end of the story. Um, we're five feet apart from death. Uh, no, but like we literally just took um, like white sheeps and sheeps, wow. sheets mm-hmm. and like tarps um, for like a big wide shot. Mm-hmm. And we just mm-hmm. kind of had them patched on the ground as though they had been snowing. It had been snowing. Oh, I, and it actually shout out Steve Props. I just re- I remembered he was the prop master on it. Yeah, I mean, it actually looked good, or at least passable. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Uh, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um, most Christmas related things. I I've only done Christmas um, like episodes, maybe were a Christmas episode of something. Um, but to what you just said. Oftentimes, more times than not, we're having to do it not around the actual Christmas holiday. Yeah. Here in 2023, thank God for Amazon because 
it's very difficult to shop Christmas stuff uh, outside of the Christmas holiday. And even like daddy's home, we had like a Christmas scene, um, but we were close enough to Christmas, if I remember correctly, that, you know, we could kind of finagle it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, two things. One, y'all may remember, um, or this might've been right before you got in uh, the industry, but it was not long after Katrina, there's a, a town called Natchitoches, Louisiana. It's about an hour south of Shreveport, which is hilarious because most people listening aren't going to know where that is either. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's like when I say Cottonport, it's right next to Plosheville, you know? <laughs> you know, um, Natchitoches, yeah. right outside so, of Natchez. Yeah. Nacogdoches. You can look it up because it's just like it sounds. Um, <laughs> that's not true either. So anyway, um, it's a small town. It's quaint. It's bed and breakfast. Steel Magnolias was filmed there. That's probably what it's known for. Um, well, John Goodman did a, I think it was called a year without Santa Claus was the name of it, but they shot it in July. I think it was July. So it's like God awful hot. You're in the deep South and you're John Goodman. This is actually how he lost all his weight. (laughs) That's not true. Um, but, uh, I mean, just putting anyone in a Santa outfit outdoors in that, I mean, it's just. That's torture. That is a form of torture. I mean, if it's a year without Santa Claus, what is he? Yeah, what's he doing? He's in. It's it's realistic, right? You know, in the summertime, he's he's got his board shorts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it, um, but yeah. Um, And then I remember this isn't a Christmas movie, but again, to what uh, Chris was saying, there was a. it was winter time here in New Orleans, and there was a movie with um, one of the like teeny bopper actresses, like not Lindsay Lohan, but one of those like I I had a brief music career, and therefore I had a brief movie career as well, kind of person. Um, and I, I can't remember who it was at this moment, but it was supposed to be an outdoor pool party. Yeah, we were at the Luling Mansion, the the Jockey House. Yeah, and um, and it's like forty degrees, and the pool was not heated. Oh, I, I totally remember <laughs> this. Just like, this was, um, this was, uh, so undercover. So undercover. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, all these poor, poor background extras are having to pretend that it's awesome at this pool party and they're freezing. It was, it was freezing, freezing cold. It was yeah. that it was night. It was a night shoot. And it was, it was one of the nights in new Orleans where it was like probably 38 degrees, but 38 degrees in new Orleans feels like it's about negative 38 degrees. <laughs> right. I, I, high I, humidity and cold. <laughs> I have family that live in Colorado. I will take, I will take negative five in Colorado over 38 in New Orleans every time. Yeah. It, um, it's crazy. I have felt colder in New Orleans than on, mountain peaks uh yeah. skiing yeah. yeah big time um yeah and i was a pa on that show and then so like when you're a pa and you're doing a night shoot and it's freezing outside like you don't have enough money to buy like down mm-hmm. anything yeah. <laughs> so you just wear all of your cotton hoodies <laughs> and jackets which don't do shit so in, in like you look like the kid from a Christmas story where you're just kind of like <laughs> your arms are out by your sides because you can't put them down because you got so many layers of clothes on and you're <laughs> right. still freezing. Yeah. Or you're, that or you're not, you're, you're dressed kind of similar to like a snowboarder in Colorado where it's like I'm wearing flannel on the outer layer, but I actually yeah. have another seven layers underneath. Yeah. I just didn't want to wear normal snow clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing about something like that is like if a director's like, guys, can you not 
can you not shiver so much? Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> these poor people. It's it, involuntary at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. That person not, has hypothermia. Not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only three toes were amputated in the making of that movie. So uh, anyway, moving on for that. Or, uh, Justin, have you worked on holiday stuff? I have not. Well, yeah, not. I did TV shows, episodes, mm-hmm. um, definitely some reality, but yeah, no. I know, I know Chris was offered, uh, some Hallmark movies, but he had to turn them down, uh, because, uh, he just couldn't contain himself. He knew he wouldn't be able to perform professionally. No way. Because of your absolute love. Oh, I'd be crying. Didn't you say, um, uh, a Christmas Prince was your favorite uh, oh, movie? Oh, of course. Um, yes. I said that so off the good. top of my head, and I guarantee you that's a real movie. Pro- yeah. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's like a thousand that involve a prince or princess. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. that's I watched that one yesterday. And shout out to my dad <laughs> who um, zones out when he watches TV. And if you walk in the living room uh, and you see him watching TV, he's flipping through the channels, and he'll be watching like basically like predator two could be on TV yes, and then a Christmas Prince and he's flipping between those two nice. and your, your brain is exploding trying to understand how he's capable of this. And then you just realize he's not paying attention. Yeah. It's like mindless watching. He's just dodging commercials. Exactly. Yeah. He's a, he's definitely a commercial dodger. Yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. He beat uh, the system. He beat- <laughs> yeah. Man, that day that the remote control started having the the um, last the, the last button yeah. that you could just keep going back and forth, yeah. Ugh, yeah. game changer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, but it's a nightmare when the shows would sync up on the commercial breaks at the same time. So you you you'd do you know the commercial coming like All right, not sticking around with this shit. Press last, <laughs> and then they're on commercial too. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and then you basically just go through the entire direct TV thing to try to get uh, <laughs> if, if we can watch something new. Um, so, uh, and, and starting to wrap us up and everything, um, let's see, what else can we say to, uh, the Christmas movie world? I had a buddy that, uh, that d- in town that does a lot of the sound mixing for a lot of the Hallmark oh, yeah? Christmas movies. Yeah. He says that they're usually really easy shows to work on. Oh, the, the Hallmark? Yeah. Yeah. They don't pay very well. I don't think. But, I, um, I've done Hallmark in Lifetime. I just haven't done holiday themed Right. Um, I think the vast majority of those are filmed in like Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think most of them are done in Canada. The Christmas one specifically. Mm-hmm. I, I did. Um, hmm. uh, God, it's been so long because you you mentioned Chris Morgan earlier. Uh, shout out Chris Morgan wherever he is. Um, happily retired. When he kind of sort of retired or whatever, so did the flow of the Lifetime and Hallmark yes. stuff coming here. Yeah, uh, he was definitely like the the reason they were coming this way. Yep. Um, the Hallmark one, I, the last one I did was, I think it was called Remember Sunday. Yep. And it was Alexis Bleedle. Yep. And uh, Zach, uh, oh, Zach, Zach, uh, Zachary Levi. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, from Chuck. Uh, and uh, Shazam. And Shazam. And uh, what is he? He's the male voice in uh, Tangled. Uh, there we go. They were both, they were super nice. They were all very super nice. Uh, since we're talking about it, I'll, I'll dig it up and, and, and post it uh, on, the, on the website. But there's a picture of me floating out in the internet ether because producers of that movie leaked photos 
in an effort to promote it, but they tried to claim they were paparazzi. And I can tell you there were no paparazzi on that movie. And the photo is clearly from a stills photographer. I am waiting to take props from Alexis Bledel, but she's in a conversation, I want to say with an AD. And, and as I was about to take everything, uh, you know, this other person walked up and distracted her and started talking. So now I'm just kind of like waiting, but it looks like I'm just stalking her. And it's this way, like I'm un- uncomfortably close to her, but we're clearly not engaging. Um, so that's my paparazzi photo. Nice. Yeah. Um, you pervert. Yes, exactly. If you want to see what me as a pervert looks like, we'll have it on the website. And um, you can also see that I am shaped and I dress like 70% of our industry. Nice. So uh, that said, this is our first Christmas episode. And we hope you all enjoyed a little holiday fun. We hope everyone is having safe travels wherever they are. And uh, safe holiday, safe normal days for others. Any other final thoughts? Uh, Just on behalf of Joe and Zoe, Merry Christmas, maybe? Um, Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably. Maybe not. But uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Happy holidays. Oh, I know. You know what we should do? We should all say goodbye to 2023. See ya, bitch. (laughs) Never say never because you sucked worse than 2020. (laughs) So I didn't think it could happen, but I think it did. Because yeah. fuck that year. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Um, so we need to close. Uh, there's a, wow, there's a weird contraption outside the studio. Oh, it's the hang glider. Oh, my God. <laughs> Zoe just landed in the street. That's and un- That's unbelievable. Oh, my God. She's walking in right now. You, your timing is always impeccable. It's, it's amazing. Will you close us out, Zoe? Yes. Do you like what we're doing here? Do you have thoughts, comments, questions? Maybe you have an idea or suggestion for topics you want to hear about? Well, you can find us on the interwebs. You can email us at filmfolklorepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the social medias, Instagram being Film Folklore Podcast. We have a Facebook group called Film Folklore, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at The Film Folk. And yeah, thanks for joining us today. Thank you all for joining us today. Merry Christmas. Merry Krampus. Crazy Kwanzaa. Happy belated Hanukkah. Have a wonderful winter solstice, a terrific non-holiday, happy Gregorian calendar new year, and any other special and non-special day I left out. See you all in 2024. Bye.